Podcast. Let's talk about the weather. Hello to today's episode of Oddcast. We are recording live from Warsaw. And the reason for this is that we have a project going on with the Polish Meteorological and Hydrological Institute. What are they doing? Um, this will be explained by my guest. This is Sayat Bedalkani. He's the technical support and services manager uh, of Ot Hydromed. And he was here or is here to hold a training for the team. Hi, Sayat. Hey, Martin. So just a brief introduction, what we will talk about today. Um, the Polish Meteorological and Hydrological Institute has decided to expand and upgrade its solar radiation monitoring network across the country. So expanding from 25 to 87 stations nationwide, which is quite, uh, yeah, quite an addition. And they are also um, adding smart sensors to their network. Today we will talk about why smart sensors are considered an upgrade, what they have, um, what benefits they have compared to analog ones, also what the differences are. And uh, I think I couldn't have a better guest to describe that than you, Sayad. Oh, thank you, Martin. Yes, this is uh, really an interesting project and I'm glad to be part of it. And um, yeah, this is a very common question that we receive uh, nowadays, that there are basically two options when it comes to solar radiation measurement sensors. In terms of the type of the sensor that you receive, basically they are analog and smart ones. And each sensor, each type of transmission indeed, has its own uh, you know, cons and pros. So in order to understand what are the differences between those two, it's better that we look back to the physics of the instruments first. And uh, this will help a little bit uh, more with better understanding of the concept. So normally with a solar radiation measurement sensor, we have a sensing element. And if you are looking for the instruments like, you know, pyranometers, pyrheliometers, or pyrheliometers, and even other types, there is this sensing element under a black body, which is basically a thermopile unit. You know, a combination of thermocouple, uh, let's say, cells connected to each other, which are sensitive to uh, thermal variations and are creating a voltage indeed that is proportional to the amount of the energy and to the amount of the temperature rise that occurs because of the solar radiance. And this is how we are measuring uh, the different components of solar radiance. And basically that thermopile unit uh, generates uh, a signal of the nature of voltage and uh, in, in a very, let's say, small scales in microvolts. And that's how we are measuring and or that's how we are uh, relating our electrical measurement to the uh, energy in uh, a scale of watts per square meter. So if I summarize briefly, we have an element that's called thermopile. Um, when it gets warmed by the radiation, uh, it, he it heats up and creates that small uh, voltage, that potential that we can 
than measure. Exactly. Exactly. So one side of the thermopile is under the black body, which is called the hot junction. The other part is normally connected to the uh, radiometer's housing, which is called the cold junction. And this temperature difference is the reason for the uh, generated voltage that we have. So in terms of analog sensors, if you read this tiny voltage directly, that is called an analog measurement. And that's the with the nature of you know voltage measurements and uh, with smart instruments we have a process we have electronics inside the radiometer that is reading this voltage transferring it into the digital value and we make some uh, processes on that and then we provide the data in a different format than uh, the voltage so Basically, with a smart instrument, what you will get is your the digital data or Modbus, for instance, RTU communication, or you will get the analog um, signal uh, of the nature of 0 to 1 volt or uh, 4 to 20 milliamps. So what happens with the analog signal once, once it leaves the sensor and comes to the logger, for example? You have to amplify it, right? To measure it, uh, depending, to, yeah. yeah, depending on the uh, type of the data logger that you are using. If the resolution is high enough, basically you do not need to amplify the signal before it comes to your data logger. So with um, with analog sensors, what we recommend is to use a high quality precision data logger with a higher resolution, like uh, you know, 16 bits, 24 bits data loggers, which are capable of capturing the tiny variations in the um, voltage fluctuations in the output. So Sayed, um, you, you mentioned before I interrupted you, you said something about Modbus. Was it, what, what is that? Oh yes, that's a communication protocol. So Modbus is a serial communication protocol that was first developed in 1979 by Medicon, uh, a company that was a leader in uh, PLCs, programmable logic controllers. The main requirement for creating Modbus was to establish a standard for electronic devices to communicate with each other, uh, specifically in industrial uh, automation applications. And uh, before Modbus, there was no standard communication protocols. Basically, this means that each manufacturer used their own customized way of communicating between their instruments. But after Modbus and after observing its effectiveness, the manufacturers decided to migrate into a common unified standard for, you know, uh, transferring information between the signals and one of them is indeed Modbus and basically it's a protocol that allows multiple sensors in your network to talk through two wires and uh, there is a client and there is a server or there is like say a master or a slave in this network which one is asking for the information from the other and is sending a message over these two wires and uh, the corresponding sensor with the corresponding address picks up the message and responds to that sensors and this provides lots of advantages in terms of in terms of data communications so uh, basically uh, 
it allows your sensors to be installed in a single network in a way that you don't have to uh, you know, provide a single individual wire from each sensor to your readout equipment system. So basically create a bus, a, a bus of data in your network, and each single instrument is connected to that bus and is uh, communicating over that one. And uh, when you are looking to the, you know, uh, when you're comparing the time required for installing uh, smart sensors in comparison with the analog ones and, you know, the costs of you know, cables and etc. In a large scale project, um, you know, Modbus communication can help to be really cost effective and uh, can help to save some time for the commissioning of your network. So in other words, with analog sensors, you have to put them directly or plug them directly into your logger. Yes. And with that, um, when the logger is a bit further from the actual measurement site, you have to uh, put there a long cable, obviously. Yes, exactly. And with smart sensors, thanks to Modbus, yeah. we can put them all on one, on one cable, so on two wires, yeah. one data out and data in. Well, basically, they are the data plus, data minus, and the uh, ground cable, basically. So each sensor, which is reporting its data over Modbus, must have these three wires. And these three wires could be combined between several instruments together, and only one cable you know, travels from the site to the data logging system. So this is the advantage of that one. So you have only a bus that all the sensors are connected to that bus, and that bus is also connected to your readout system, and every sensor is communicating to the server via that bus. So when I think of a solar energy plant, we'll have a, like a highway, a data way, a, a free wires exactly. going across yeah. the modules, yeah. and the sensors, which can be far from each other, are just locked exactly. into that wire instead yeah. of pulling them all to the logger. Yeah, exactly. And and not only that, but nowadays, you know, mo the majority of the hardware and software, so you mentioned the solar PV systems, basically they are SCADA systems. And those SCADA systems nowadays are normally Modbus friendly. So this means that as a manufacturer, when you are manufacturing a sensor, you must have this into uh, mind that probably most of the users are obeying a certain standard, like you know Modbus RTU for communication, and uh, yeah, then you are covering a wider uh, range of audience for your sensor. So that means that if I want to take advantage of this, save wire, I can save money for cabling. I need to choose smart sensors. Yes, you know, um, yeah, correct. Uh, so as I said, there are consum pros when it comes to comparing the analog sensors to the smart sensors. Basically, with smart sensors, you might get some uh, improved accuracy because, for instance, if the signal is traveling analog and the, the scale is small, like microvolts, then there will be some voltage drops in the in the you know communication line in the wire and what you read in the readout side is not necessarily the same as what you are producing so there are really uh, strict uh, consideration when it comes to selecting the right wire size and protecting them with the temperature fluctuations and the uv radiation effects and etc but when you do it digital it's not 
that fragile. And, you know, it, it can cancel out some kind of noises of measurements. And uh, the, the digital line is normally uh, less prone to the noises on the wires than, uh, you know, compared to analog sensors. So you mean magnetic um, interference? So. Well, that, that, that's mm. one type of all kinds of interference that's happening in the field, yeah. So, but still people are, I mean, we are still offering analog sensors like other manufacturers are too. Um, so why are they still on the market? Why are people still asking for them? First is that the analog sensors do not require power for operation. So basically you put the sensor in the field and then the wires comes out and you have your measurement uh, equipment, you have your readout equipment and right there you start your valid measurements. So it's only one cable coming, coming out, out and that transfers the data from the instrument. Exactly. So if you have short distances between your signal and between your sensor and your readout equipment, It makes sense a lot to use the analog sensors, not only because of this, but also they are less prone to, uh, let's say, transients over the cable. So because of the electronics inside the smart sensors, they are more fragile when it comes to the transients like over voltages or currents in the uh, cables than the analog sensors. In cases of storms, for example. Exactly. In cases of, I know, strikes and, uh, you know, any kind of voltage or current that manages to pass through the cable towards the sensor and is higher than the predefined threshold might easily damage the uh, smart interfaces which are built in the Uh, smart sensors. So basically, uh, commissioning analog sensors is easy. Reading them out is easy. You do not require power. And uh, yeah, this is basically uh, considered as a major advantage. And on the other hand, if you want to expand your network and you have a data logger which is not capable of reading the smart data, then you have only one option. So... If you want to expand a network and you, you don't want to change everything, but you still you want to add some sensors to your network, depending on the capabilities and the capacity of your data logger, you would select either the smart sensors or the analog sensors. So and an analog sensor goes into a differential uh, terminal of a data logger. This is while, and it occupies that terminal, and you cannot add any other sensors to that. But... This is while with the smart sensors, a single uh, Modbus terminal of a data logger can read up to multiple uh, sensors connected to the same bus. And this is the advantage, which is called the scalability of the uh, smart networks in comparison with the analog ones. Okay, so one advantage, as we heard from smart sensors, we can have more sensors connected to one logger. Yeah. We have, uh, in general, higher accuracy. Or yes. a lower uncertainty, as we talk, uh, as we say, in case of um, radiation measurements. Yeah. What could be other advantages of smart sensors? Yes, sure. Uh, because you have microcontrollers and, you know, additional sensors that you require within a smart sensor, you can do some more to improve your measurements. For instance, you can apply digital filters to... Uh, accelerate the response. 
So response time is a term that is associated with uh, solar radiation measurement instruments. And when you have electronics, you can apply digital filters to decrease the response time and then you, your signal, your, your sensor is reacting faster to the changes in the input or to the changes of the term that you are measuring in comparison with the analog ones. So in general, the smart sensors are a bit faster than analog sensors. And not only that, for instance, if we are looking into the SMP12 uh, sensor, which is, you know, our latest series of parameters, this smart communication provides the means to add multiple measurements uh, that could help, you know, with easier installation and uh, better commissioning the sensor in the field. This means that, for instance, we have a uh, humidity sensor inside, and this value is being reported over the digital output. And instead of, you know, visual maintenance or visual uh, regular checks over the drawing cartridges or the desiccants, you have a true valid measurement from inside the sensor that is telling you how much humidity is inside the sensor and do you need to replace the desiccant or not. On the other hand, for instance, for the applications like plane of array installation, where you are trying to measure the uh, the exact irradiance that is heating on the PV modules uh, through the sun, you have these planar array installations, and there the tilt angle of the paranometer must be exactly the same as the PV module. But when you are doing this mechanically, it's prone to some errors and uh, the uh, only tiny misalignment between the paranometer tilt angle and the PV panels might uh, lead to errors in measurements. So we could add, because of, you know, thanks to this smart uh, capability, we could add tilt angle inside the paranometer that is again uh, you know, reported via Modbus and you can check it. But the tilt angle is not only a matter of installation, it's also during operation, right? To see yes. if, uh, I mean, uh, the sensor can change its tilt due to wind or whatever or loose screw. So having that as a remote way to um, maintain or to check your installation is also an additional feature. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's 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 a valid point. So, according to the World Meteorological Organization's recommendations for uh, regular monitoring and uh, checks and checkups for regular monitoring of the instruments in the field, this is exactly one of the terms that is mentioned there, and that is to uh, check the leveling of the instruments. And for BSRL networks, for example, which are really meant to be precise, this check is a daily check. So what is that, BSRN? So BSRN uh, networks are the baseline surface radiation uh, measurement networks, uh, which are basically the ground base measurements of the meteorological data, basically solar radiance, wind speed, humidity, etc., which are being used to uh, kind of calibrate and correct the satellite measurements. Now, you know, with the satellite measurements, you because of lots of reasons, like the, the uh, higher resolution of the data that the satellites are capturing or not being local, it's not really precise. So the data of these BSR networks are being used to correct and, and uh, you know, 
provide to create the satellite data and provide better means for predictions like uh, numerical weather predictions and etc. Okay, so when I we are coming closer to an end for this episode today, but when I want to sum up that we have several advantages of smart sensors. One is uh, scalability. We can connect more sensors um, to, to one logger or even to one wire. So yeah. we, net, we need less cable and we probably need, need less loggers. Yes. Next one is um, we don't lose uh, quality of a signal over a distance yeah. um, because we don't lose uh, potential of the uh, cable resistance metal resistance we have internal features like the uh, or additional features and data processing we can add to these systems so i hear only features uh, one disadvantage you mentioned during this conversation was that it's more prone to um damage of over uh, potential of, of over how did you call that Yeah, any kind of trends like uh, over voltage or yeah. strikes or lightning strikes or whatever that could damage the. Yeah, so is there a way to overcome this? So I wouldn't call this a disadvantage. For me, this is like an additional consideration, not only for the solar radiation measurement sensors, but any kind of smart sensor in the field, no matter what it is measuring, because it is communicating its data over the data lines. So there are additional lines that go into the sensor. So we need to make sure that those lines are protected enough. In terms of protections, smart sensors might be more drawn to damages because there is electronics inside and those electronics can tolerate up to a certain limit, up to a certain uh, level of voltage or current, and anything higher than that might damage the sensor. So if I want to put it simply, It is highly recommended that you protect your power lines, basically the two lines that provide the power to your sensor, and also your data lines, which means that it's it's recommended to have surge suppressors over your Modbus data lines, and this protective unit is recommended to be as close as possible to the smart sensor so that it is uh, protected in the field. Sometimes we have analog outputs, and it, this applies uh, also the to those analog outputs of the instruments. They must be also protected. So this protected unit is basically uh, a blocker that prevents um, voltage over a certain level yes. to go through the wire. Yeah. 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 And there are multiple types of protective units there. One could apply simply a fuse, a fast-blowing fuse, so that if the amount of the current is going you know, higher than a limit, it will trip and uh, the sensor will be protected. Sometimes it's a combination of the fuse and you know, gas discharge tubes, transient plunk units. So there are multiple options in the market which could be applied to, the, to these instruments. So we're diving really deep now into electronics. If you have any question regarding this installation, uh, don't hesitate to contact us. Sayat and his team will be very happy to answer your questions. Um, For the rest, I would say this is it for today. Thank you for explaining the difference between analog and smart sensors. And as a summary, why smart sensors are considered an upgrade and why they potentially are the future for most of the applications in environmental monitoring. Is it, could I summarize it like that? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. 
So thank you, Sayad. Have a good stay still and a good trip home from Warsaw. We uh, hear each other for the next episode of Outcast. Bye. Thank you, Martin, for having me. Let's talk about the weather. <laughs>